Sports Network from Learfield IMG College from Old Chicago. Welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show, brought to you by Old Chicago. Great pizza deserves great beer. America First Credit Union. Financial solutions for every need. And by SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard. Well, it's not uh, the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard, here tonight. Scotty G is with the Utah State basketball team on their way to South Dakota here tonight. And so, pinch hitting tonight, this is Kevin White. Uh, Scotty's color analyst for Utah State football games here at Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room. And, uh, you know, really excited to be here. Great food, great atmosphere, great beverages. I, I just looked at the menu and... Man, the pizza, the sandwiches, uh, if you get a chance, come on down and, and join us here at Old Chicago Pizza and, and Tap Room uh, for some great, great food and beverages. And, uh, you know, really excited for tonight's show and excited to be uh, pinch hitting for Scotty G. Obviously, the basketball team on their way to South Dakota, they'll play tomorrow night at 730. Originally, they were supposed to be playing against uh, Wichita State. Last minute substitution. VCU, Virginia Commonwealth now, will face the Aggies tomorrow night, 7.30, right here on the Aggie Sports Network in Learfield IMG College. Uh, tune in for, for Craig Smith and his crew's debut for the 2020-2021 season. That should be a lot of fun. And uh, then, obviously, for us, we're less than 48 hours away from, uh, from a Thanksgiving Day football game, the first one since 1973 and the first home Thanksgiving Day game since 1972 when Utah State beat Weber State 20 to 16 and uh, pregame will be at 4 p.m. We'll kick that thing off at 5 o'clock Thursday afternoon and I will be joined by Craig Bowlerjack for that broadcast uh, the voice of the Utah Jazz and that should be a lot of fun to have Craig here with me uh, calling the Utah State game on Thursday afternoon we look forward to that obviously a lot of changes over the last few days and few weeks uh, last week's game Obviously canceled at Laramie uh, due to COVID-related re reasons. Uh, obviously a, a quarterback shuffle uh, in play. And, uh, you know, to get into all of that, and by the way, uh, New Mexico coming in on Thursday, they're on a 13-game losing streak, and they've lost 19 consecutive games in the conference. So you got two teams that are really, really hungry for a victory on Thursday afternoon. So it should be an exciting game. Uh, we want all the Aggie fans, Aggie Nations, to, to, to pay attention to that and, and to join us on Thursday right here on the Aggie Sports Network in Learfield IMG College. And to talk about it all, I've got uh, interim head, uh, head football coach Frank Miley here with me. Coach, how you doing? Doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Hey, great to have you, Coach. And uh, by the way, have you ever played a game on Thanksgiving? Uh, this is going to be my first one, man. This is going to be my first one. So outside all the turkey bowls out there, this is going to be my first football game I've been a part of on Thanksgiving Day. I was going to ask you, uh, turkey bowls were famous where I grew up, right just down the road here. Is it the same where you grew up as well? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And, you know, it's gotten bigger to where, uh, you know, with the Polynesians, they have some of the cities. Yeah, some of the Polynesians for certain cities get together, and they, and they got a big uh, game going on. So that's that's always been a good thing to get everybody together. And now, did you come out of that game unscathed? Or uh, was some of the worst injuries you ever had come out of those turkey bowl games without pads? Well, the, the biggest thing is, like, uh, as a player, my dad would never let me get involved in that deal. So uh, he wanted us to stay healthy. It wasn't worth getting hurt in that deal. And now that I've gotten older, I know my body just can't do it. So even though my mind tells me I can still play, <laughs> I know my body will disagree with me. 
So no games on Thursday morning from the Miley household then? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, Coach, obviously first time in 47 years to play on Thanksgiving Day, but uh, are there any special Thanksgiving traditions at your home that uh, that have become meaningful to you, and, and how will they be changed a little bit maybe on Thursday? Well, you know, especially this year, man, um, having the game on Thursday and, and with COVID and everything and all the social distancing, you know, we, we usually get an opportunity to uh, hit both sides of the family and get a taste of two different cultural, uh, you know, foods as far as Thanksgiving goes, uh, the Tongan side, uh, mine, and then my, my wife is, uh, you know, grew up here in the, in the States and uh, Caucasian, and so we get the traditional turkey and and everything that comes with that. So I, I'm fortunate enough I get the taste of a little bit of both uh, both cultures on, on Thanksgiving. But this will be the one that's going to be a little bit different. And for your kids, obviously many who are from out of state, uh, what's the what's the Thanksgiving experience going to be like for some of those kids? Are they going to be able to have a, a Thanksgiving meal tomorrow, or are they going to be able to have some, some uh, 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 you know, engagement with, with some family, or are they going to be together? How is that going to work? You know, it's been a little tricky as well, you know, because, you know, the bubble that we're in right now with all the testing, uh, we got to be very careful about who goes where and who comes back from where. So uh, these guys understand what type of year it is and what type of season it is. So we're going to give them a Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow after we have practice in the morning. Uh, and hopefully it's not it's never going to be like home, but, but hopefully this has been a second home to them where, where they feel they're together with their brothers and, and still be able to give thanks. Uh, for the opportunities that they have. And so in a lot of ways, you know, their teammates now become family, don't they? And it, especially in a year like this one. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've talked a little bit earlier this week and even last week, Coach, about uh, what the grind is like for the student athlete. And obviously with COVID and everything that's been going on, when you use the term grind, wh what does that mean? Maybe explain it to our listeners what the grind of a student athlete feels like and looks like. It's really on, uh, on, on, on several different levels, uh, not only physically because of the sport we're asking them to, to be a part of and what they've chosen to play, uh, but there's a mental strain on that deal. And, you know, with, with, uh, with COVID and everything that they have to balance in life, maybe some of that being away from family, that there's some emotional uh, grind. So, so they're, they're on a different grind this year. Uh, on a lot of different levels, but they've done a great job staying focused, staying hungry, sticking together. And so, I mean, I couldn't ask to be around uh, better, fine young men than these guys uh, on the Aggie football team. And so uh, I'm very fortunate to be in the position that I am and be around the, the people that I'm around. And you talk a little bit about uh, the family and the culture that you're trying to build. And uh, part of that culture, and you've talked about it this week, is is building a culture where you've got the kids, the student athletes, really are, are taking on the leadership uh, function of this team. And can you talk a little bit about who some of those leaders are in this team that, that may not be afraid to, to perhaps get in the grill of a, of a teammate and, you know, lovingly nudge that teammate to get better? Are there a few guys that kind of stand out that can do that, especially in a season where you maybe not have had the success that you would have liked? Absolutely, man. In fact, you know, it's kind of crazy with, with this type of season. You would, you would think, uh, 
you know, there, there's been a lot of loss of hope, man, but the leaders on this football team have done a great job this year, you know, beginning with Justice Teddy at the D-line position. He's done a great job on defense, uh, along with Shaq Bond in the secondary, and so the combination of those two uh, with our inside backer, Kevin Metzenheimer, uh, they've done a great job on the defense side of the ball, just, just rallying the troops and, and making sure they understand that no one ever forgets their why. why. Why do we even play this sport? Why did we pick up the helmet in the first place? Uh, and, and this is bigger than just them. And they've done a great job with that. And, you know, on, on the offense side of things, uh, you know, Demetri Kali, four, you know, it always starts up front. So as much as he's not a vocal leader, when he speaks, uh, those guys listen. And so he's done a great job. Taylor Compton has done a great job at the receiver position. And so we've got those guys and along with uh, several others, man, that have just rallied the troops and, They've been committed from the beginning, and, and they're still they're still moving forward. So it's been awesome. And those guys are, are seniors that you've mentioned. And, uh, you know, for in, in a season like this that has not gone like you had liked, um, for those guys, it, it has to be an internal kind of battle for them to, to continue to show up every day to work, to continue to perform, to continue to lead. Uh, what is it that makes those guys so special? Is it is it something that is is bred into them, or is it something that's learned? Is it something that they learned as they were young un- underclassmen and they were taught by other leaders? How has that developed for those kind of guys? You know, I think you know it naturally happens. Some of it starts in the home, so their upbringing, where they come from, and I think the biggest part of this year's leadership is the position they've been forced to be put into uh, with all the ups and downs with COVID, um, you know, being 0-4, canceling a game. I think they've been they've been placed into a position where it's either make a stand and let's do this together or, or people can run in different directions. And so for them, I think enough is enough. And uh, they're, they're going to make a stand. And this is their senior year, possibly have another one next year. And so they're, they're not going to let this one slip by without a fight. And so then their their opportunity now to lead uh, leads to some of those younger guys. And so when you look back on film from the uh, from the Fresno State game, Coach, uh, obviously there were a few young guys out there that are getting some 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 of their first action. Guys like Jacob Robinson at the corner, or uh, Dom Tatum at safety, or Pulealo playing that center position, or Izzy Vifou. Uh Talk about what those guys were able to do in that game against Fresno State that uh, perhaps their mates, their seniors, were helping them to, to pull them along. Talk about those four, four young uh, freshmen and sophomore. I, I think due to, to the great leadership that's happening, these young guys don't want to let those guys down. And so when their number was called, they, they knew it was a big responsibility. They had to fill some shoes in. Uh, and, and those guys didn't flinch one bit. They didn't hesitate. They knew what was at stake. And I think to those guys, they look at the leaders as older brothers, right? And so just like any good little brother, Matt, they they don't want to let big brother down. And so they were willing to spend extra time here in the video room, spend more time with coach uh, in meetings, after practice, uh, continually trying to master their craft and what we were asking of them uh, so that they wouldn't let anybody down. So they've taken that, that burden upon their shoulders, uh, and they haven't flinched one bit, and I couldn't be more proud of these guys. And so speaking of that, Coach, uh, talk about maybe where the mindset is for this team right now. I, I think at this point, man, they just know they got three games left. Those are the only three that are guaranteed to them. 
And so whatever happens after the season happens, but for them it's about pride right now. People might say there's nothing to play for left. Uh, there's, there's no trophy. There's no championship. There's no bowl games. But the leaders of this team have made it clear that pride is always on the table. And so for them, that, that's, that's the one thing that's made it worth everything is we, we got to keep that intact. We, we got to leave this place better than when we found it, uh, no matter what happens. But pride is always on the table, and that's something they take pride in, and, and they can't lose and ever leave any regrets on the table. So for these guys, they're going to go to the wheels fall off. And uh, I know you and Scotty talked a little bit last week about uh, Cooper Lega getting ready to, to have some of his first meaningful snaps as an Aggie quarterback. Uh, how has his progression been going now that uh, obviously you learned about the, the Wyoming cancellation, what, Wednesday, a day before the game? So maybe you've had a little bit more time to prepare, but how have, have uh, Cooper Lega and Andrew Peasley been practicing this week and preparing for this game on Thursday afternoon? They've, done, they've both done an awesome job. They've done an excellent job preparing themselves. Cooper, uh, when it was his number was called, I mean, he didn't hesitate. Uh, he's in here all the time. He's probably still in here. I saw him 10 minutes ago still in the film room getting ready to roll uh, in case his number's called again, you know. And so Peasley came back. Obviously, Peasley brings a little bit more experience. Uh, a little bit more knowledge, being in the system a little bit longer to the table. And so see, these two will continue to, to, to respect each other. They'll continue to compete against each other because that's what's best for everybody as we continue to move that, down that road. So uh, they've done a great job uh, working together, uh, motivating each other, and then, and then bottom line, doing what they're proud to do by Coach Ram. Do you expect that uh, both might see a little bit of time on Thursday night? It wouldn't surprise me if both saw the field. You know, we're going to start off this game with, with Andrew Peasley leading the way, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. And uh, obviously with the uh, the next man up mentality, are there any other uh, positions where you're starting to see some young guys emerge and earning more playing time? A guy like a, a Jacob Robinson as an example. Yeah, you're, well, you're gonna probably going to see just more. You've seen a little bit of them, uh, the running back position uh, with John Gentry, uh, with Leon Noah. Uh, and those guys continue to compete at the running back position. But, uh, you know, it, it's all hands on deck right now. You might see some new faces on special teams running down on kickoff. But so, so we had to ask a lot of different guys to learn a lot of different positions. And uh, that's, that's the season we're in. There's no excuses, none about that. And so we, we know what's at stake. Everyone's going to compete to win. Uh, and then we'll never back down from any fight. And so there, there's uh, you're going to see a few more young guys uh have some roles in there. A lot of that's going to be on special teams. And and finally, Coach, before we go to, to break, uh, is this a, a season now with three games to go? Do, do you treat this these final three games a little bit perhaps like a maybe a spring ball, an extra spring ball? Or how, how do you, or is this, you know what, we want to win all three. We want to get, we want to, we want to try to do whatever we can for these seniors. What What is the, the mindset there in terms of preparing here these last three weeks? We're playing to win. So we're going to practice to win. We're going to prepare to win. We're going to show up every day to win. And so the name of the game is win, the football game. And so whatever that means, whatever that takes, that's what we're all willing to do. All these coaches are still locked in. The players are locked in. And so um, I, I think part of the growth and experience that's going to come from some of the young guys is just part of the journey here this fall. But uh, we're, we're not really looking at that as, as kind of a spring ball for us. We're in season, and we want to win football games. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about this game Thursday night against New Mexico and, uh, you know, what, uh, what sort of challenges they, they will bring to, to Maverick Stadium. And uh, we'll get into that next 
right here on the Aggie Sports Network and Learfield IMG College. Welcome back to the Utah State Coaches Show with interim head coach Frank Miley. We're here at, uh, at Old Chicago uh, Pizza and Tap Room. A great spot for great food, great beverages. Uh, Thad Willis and, and his staff here do an awesome job and uh, great Aggie supporters. Glad to have them uh, supporting us here with the Utah State Aggie Coaches Show. Uh, as a reminder, Utah State University Credit Union has been serving true Aggies since 1957 and at seven locations around Cache Valley, inclu including the branch located on uh, Utah State University's campus inside the university's Welcome Center. USU Credit Union offers financial services such as mortgages, home equity, line of credit, student loans and savings and retirement accounts. More information about services and applications are available at usucu.org or in person at any branch. Glad to have their support uh, for Utah State football. And coach, let's uh, let's turn our attention now to, to Thursday night and uh, New Mexico coming in. You know, a weird season for them as well. They've been holed up in Las Vegas since November 2nd, staying at the Hilton Hotel. Uh, obviously 0-4, uh, have lost 13 straight and 19 straight conference games. Does that make for a hungry football team, a, a dangerous football team, like sort of a nothing-to-lose mentality? What do you think out of that group? I, I think this one's going to be a street fight uh, come Thursday. Like you said, man, both both teams are still looking for their first win, and so they both, both see it as an opportunity to get that first W, and so uh, I expect nothing but a fast physical football game come Thursday. Are they, let's start with their offense just a little bit. Uh, you've obviously had a chance to look at them on film. How different are they under first-year uh, head coach Danny Gonzalez and offensive coordinator Derek Werenheim uh, from where they were under Bob Davey and his regime? They've done a great job, man. Coach Gonzalez and those guys have done a great job coaching these guys up. You can just tell watching film that these guys are coached up really well. Uh, you know, they have some of the same guys from last year, but, but you see a different mentality uh, with these guys from the way they play and how they play. And so uh, it's been pretty impressive to watch these guys from a year ago till now, and they've done a great job on offense. We, we believe that uh, Tavaka Tuyoti will probably be their starter at quarterback. He's uh, almost uh, to reach their top 10 all-time in passing touchdowns and, and passing yardage. But he was out last year against Utah State. And Trey Hall, who was their number two this year, um, started that game against, uh, against Utah State. I suspect that you have to prepare for both. But uh, what do those two guys bring to the table? They're both really good. They're both really good. So for us... Regardless of which one is playing, they're both dual threat quarterbacks, and so uh, that's always that's always uh, the tricky part in preparing for dual threat guys. You always got to have eyes on them because they can run at any given time. So there's more uh, QB run game that's involved in that deal, but they're both special, man. They're both really good. They can sling the ball, uh, but they're but they're both special when they're running on their feet. And uh, and Tuyoti also is their their second leading rusher behind uh, running back Bobby Cole. And week after week we talk about it. Uh, good running backs in this league, and Bobby Cole's another good one. Yeah, he's he's no different than the rest of them we've seen and prepped for. So uh, he's a big, strong runner. He runs downhill, and so he runs that ball hard, man. And so we got a challenge up front to, to be able to create knockbacks uh, with their offensive line to be able to slow him down and not allow him to build any momentum coming downhill. So big challenge for the D line in the front seven. Are they a much more run and play action kind of group this year than they've been in the past? Or are they a, a little bit more uh, pro style? What, what do you see out of them on film? 
it's more based on personnel. So they're, they're, they're a pretty balanced team if you look at their overall production and what they've been doing. But it depends on which personnel they're in. You know, if they're in 11 personnel, uh, they've been about 60% pass. And as they get bigger in bodies in 12, 13, they add more tight ends. The run game's more prevalent, uh, probably at about 80-plus percent. And then you've got a couple of guys on the outside in Emmanuel Logan Green, number 17, and number nine, Jordan Cress. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, Logan Green, 21 catches for 219 yards, and uh, last year he had only 19 catches the entire season. So they're obviously featuring that young man. I believe he's playing out of the slot, uh, both in the run game and the pass game. And, uh, you know, what do you have to do to contain him? Special. we got to know where he's at at all times. So you'll, they'll use him as the fly sweep guy. They'll put him in the backfield, uh, and they'll swing him out of there. And so they use him at a lot of different uh, positions to try to get him out of the space and get mismatches with him. But he's special. He's a special player. So, again, we got to know where number 17 is at all times. And then how about up front? I know they've got a couple of returners, including a, a young man out of Morgan High School just down the road, uh, Kyle Stapley, who's been uh, a longtime starter at that offensive center position. What do you see from those guys up front? They're big. They're big, man. They're big guys, man, but they move. Uh, and, again, you can just tell from the way they played, man. They, they've done a great job over there coaching up the O-line, and those guys are fundamentally sound, and, and they do a great job walling off blocks. And so the challenge will be up there for the D-line, and it always starts with those guys. In order for us to stop the run, which is one of our main goals, uh, it starts with knocking those guys off the ball. So we've got to create some disruption up front. Is that going to come in the form of, uh, I know you did a lot of, uh, of three-man, eight-man drop, uh, three-man rush, eight-man drop, and then when you mixed it up, I thought you were really effective, especially in the second half against Fresno State where you had some pressure off the edge, you had some middle pressures, you had some stunts and twists. Are you going to have to do that again this week to, to really try to get Tuyoti or, or Trey Hall or whoever's in there really uncomfortable? I think so. It's going to be a little bit of a mixture of everything. There, there was a lot of carryover from last week's preparation, so... Uh, expect to see a lot of different things, man, with our creepers, four-man, uh, a fireman blitzes. So uh, we, we, we anticipate getting after these guys up front um, and trying to disrupt this quarterback. So, But, but at the same time, we got to contain him and not let him get out of the pocket. Let's uh, shift over to the defensive side. We're going to see an old foe coming back to Maverick Stadium and, and Coach Rocky Long, now the defensive coordinator at, uh, at New Mexico. I assume that they're still running the same old 3-3-5 defense that Rocky's been running for a long, long time? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rocky's rocking. He ain't going to change, man. So uh, he, he has an elite style of defense that he plays and he believes in. And so he, he's running the same deal over there. So expect nothing but fast physical football from these guys. You know, when you look at some of their stats, a couple of things jump out at you. Last year, they, they forced only 11 turnovers all season long, and already through four games, they've created seven turnovers. So, obviously, the, the Rocky Long style and mentality of pressure, pressure, and then try to be opportunistic in, in getting the ball back to the offense, that seems to be the philosophy that's now starting to take hold in New Mexico. Absolutely. And then if, if you were to follow him through his career, coming from San Diego State, man, they were, they were always top 10 defense in the country. And so he, he's done a great job everywhere he's been. And so he's carried that mentality, his philosophy with him in New Mexico. And these guys play hard. Got a couple guys that kind of jump out at you. Uh, middle linebacker, number 46, Brandon Shook. 19 tackles last week against Air Force. And then in the backfield, uh, Jarek Reed, number nine, with three interceptions and a and, and a forced uh, fumble, 
uh, he's got the most passes defended in the in the league out there. Number nine, Jarek Reed. Have you seen those guys on film? And what do you see from them? Yeah, he's special, man. Jarek Reed, number nine, man. He's their he's their left safety. Uh, they call him their left wolf. So he's got 18 tackles, man. I think he leads the country with interception with those three that you just talked about. So those guys in the secondary, I think, are a huge asset to these guys, and they do a great job in, in their back end. And then up front, they've got a, a big guy coming off the edge, number 98, Joey Noble, with a couple of sacks. But they don't get a lot of pressure. Uh, when you look at the stats, only four sacks through four games. Are you seeing more of a, of a, a contained style uh, from their defense, or are they, are they still trying to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback? No, they're, they're not going to change, man. There, there's a lot of stunts. There's a lot of games that they're running, whether it's run or pass. They're trying to disrupt the front uh, and confuse the O-line, and those guys do a great job. They play hard. They play physical. And so uh, nothing, nothing different than what we've seen him in the past. And so on film, those guys do a great job just uh, twisting and turning and confusing the lines up front. So um, you know, I... I I don't expect anything different or anything less from this front from what Rocky's done in the past. So, Coach, before I, I ask you uh, what your keys are to, to get to a, a victory on Thursday Thursday night, let me come back to Thanksgiving with you one more time. And uh, if there's um, if, the, if there is a, something that you're thankful for in 2020 over Thanksgiving, what would that thing that you're most thankful for and why? <laughs> Man, that, that, that's a long list for me, man. There, there's so much that I'm grateful for, man. Um, but, but, you know, the one that sticks out, apart from my family, that is always number one, and I'm always grateful for those guys. Uh, I'm grateful for, for adversity. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's the true builder of character, of individuals, uh, and I think that will bring teams together uh, who have a strong culture, and I'm grateful for that because I've seen a huge change uh, in the players here, the coaches here, just pulling everybody together because, you know, knowing that this journey you can't do alone, these guys over here, man, they, they, they've done a hell of a job just sticking together and, and staying in the fight. So uh, it's kind of a weird one to be grateful for, but I'm grateful for adversity because of what, what it causes us to, to learn and the principle that we learn and the growth that comes from that. Um, I, I've, I've seen it change, and probably right now, probably not before, but I think in the long run when this is all said and done, we're going to be better off uh, having gone through it. Uh, it's uh, great stuff, Coach. Uh, by the way, we've got uh, Taylor Compton coming up in just a few minutes, and he'll be followed by Marcus Moore, a transfer, a graduate transfer from UCLA. Maybe before I ask you those keys to the game, talk about those two young guys. You already talked about uh, Taylor a little bit in his leadership, but uh, talk no. about what those guys have meant to this team. Man, that, uh, you know, Taylor Compton, that's, that's my guy. So local kid, Logan High School, I mean, he's, you, you wish you had 50 of him on your tape. Does everything you ask him to do. He's maximum effort. He's all gas, no brakes. Uh, and he don't complain about nothing. So for him, it's always, you know, what's the positive about it. He's going to look on the bright side of things. And uh, he's a workhorse, man. And so this guy probably doesn't speak as much as he should. Because people will follow him. His example uh, speaks louder than anything he could say. He's got his love. And how about Marcus? Love him, man. Love him. So he's, he's been a huge addition to us up front. Uh, he's explosive. He's physical. He can run. Um, and, and so for us, man, he's, he's been a big part of the front. Of, and 
our ability to be able to stop the run, but also, you know, get after the pass rusher. Where you saw him with one of his sacks there in the Fresno game. But uh, Marcus has done a great job for us, and he was a great pickup for us to get in here. Uh, Coach, before we go, a couple of keys to getting a W, your first of the season on uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely, man. Offensively, ball security is number one. Ball security is number one. You saw how it affected the game in the Fresno game. And so for us, because we want to establish the run, we got to make sure we take care of the ball. That's going to be first and foremost. And then we got to be efficient in the pass game. I think as, as we open up the run game and continue to establish the run and carry some of that stuff, the, the progress we made from the Fresno game, uh, we got to be efficient in the pass game. So offensively, got to take care of the ball, got to run the football, and we got to be efficient uh, in the pass game. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, which is probably the only part of the run, we got to stop the run. Especially with the running back, um, like the one we're about to face here with Bobby Cole, man, and these two quarterbacks, you got to stop the run game. you got to limit their offense with possessions, with three and outs and takeaways. Always a huge emphasis for us, and we have got to eliminate explosive plays. So that's what got us in the Fresno game. We cannot allow it to happen, so we got to keep everything in front of us, and we get an opportunity, we got to get home with the sack. Well, Coach, sounds like a great recipe. And speaking of recipes, we hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you out there on Thursday afternoon and hopefully calling a Utah State victory the first of the season for Utah State. Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Coach. That's Coach Frank Miley, interim head coach for Utah State University football. When we come back, we'll talk to Taylor Compton, senior wide receiver from Logan High School, and also Marcus Moore. They're coming up next on the Aggie Sports Network in Learfield IMG College. Welcome back to the Aggie Coaches Show. Right here from Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room. Great food, great beverages. Thad Willis and the staff do a tremendous job here. We get a chance to come on down and and enjoy some of this awesome food right across the street from Maverick Stadium. And uh, really excited to talk to this next, next young man, uh, uh, a local guy. Before we do that, uh, I, I want to just mention a couple of things. Um, this series is tied all-time, 13-13. to 13. This will be the 27th meeting. Utah State has won five of the last seven and three straight, and I don't know that anybody will forget the, uh, the win two years ago, a 61-19 blowout that was 52-5 to five at the half. And Utah State had 704 yards of total offense in that game. And, and our next uh, guest, wide receiver from Logan High School, a senior this year, Taylor Compton. How you doing, Taylor? Good. How about you guys? Good doing great. You. Yeah, doing great. Do you, do you remember that game two years ago? Yeah, I do. Yeah, sure. I uh, had, a, had, a, had a pretty good afternoon that day. So, <laughs> Talk about, uh, you know, maybe some of your well, – actually – before we ask you about some of your favorite memories uh, playing for Utah State University, I, I want to ask you, uh, any Turkey Bowl memories growing up playing against your brothers, against uh, neighbors or friends? You know, not necessarily in family, but I do have some good memories of uh, Little League football, you know, because Little League season gets over before Thanksgiving usually, so um, a couple of, of, of our teams would get together of the kids that still wanted to play and go over and play in some turkey bowl tournaments in Brigham or Salt Lake, wherever it was, and so have some good memories uh, playing playing those games on Thanksgiving. Kind of felt like a, a pro, you know, because usually little kids, your season ends end early, and then the turkey bowl games are usually the NFL guys and college guys that kind of felt big time getting to go play in those tournaments a little bit. So you actually played in turkey bowl tournaments. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Was it flag or was it always, you know what, flags no, meant nothing? Little league, little league, yeah, Little League tackle football. Essentially the season, um, usually the regular season of the WFFL here, which is the youth league, would end in October. And then those that, the football junkies that couldn't get enough still would maybe round up a couple teams and, and go play a few more games. So That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I really appreciate you coming on with us tonight. Uh, I know, obviously, the things have, uh, have not gone the way this team has, has liked the, through the first four games, but what do you see out of your guys in the locker room? Uh, what do you see in terms of their heart, their fight? What are you seeing out, out there with your guys? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys in that locker room that still care, um, that care deeply about our program, and that's why they're still there, you know. And, uh, you know, there's, you can always count on a lot of those core guys and coaches that are going to be there and fight and scratch and claw to the end. Um, whatever the result is, um, you know that, uh, the, that there's those guys that you'll go down with and, you know, you can look yourself at the, in the mirror at the end of the day and know that you went down with guys like that. So um, still plenty of guys like that are in the locker room. And, uh, you know, if we want to scratch out some more wins, we're going to have to rely heavily on, on those, those, those guys that, that still have those beliefs, you know. And, and as one of those senior leaders, uh, how, how can you individually and then obviously some of your other se- senior teammates particularly – how do you get to, into the into the kitchen of your underclassmen teammates and help them understand that this is a grind, that this is a process, that uh, you know better days are ahead, and if you keep fighting, that better day may come on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, I mean that's just a principle of life. Um, you know, life in general. I mean, sometimes things go good, sometimes things go bad. You know, so um, at the end of the day, um, Coach Frank always tells us, you know, you're not going to be able to control your circumstances, but what you can control is your decisions. So. Um, if you show up, I mean, you make the decision that you want to work hard, that you want to get better, and, and there's a lot of good senior leaders still left that show up and, and go about their business as if, you know, we were undefeated, you know. So you have to approach each day uh, the same through the wins and the losses, and you have to be consistent and obviously in good habits of working hard and leading by example and doing those things. And um, I know that there's still lots of, lots of guys that do that, so hopefully that, that inspires uh, the younger guys with the future to turn things around and, uh, you know, give them that hope that, you know, is, you know, there's always, yeah, there's always going to be ups and downs, but there, there surely will be brighter days ahead for sure. And some of those young guys are a couple of your young guys pulling the trigger now uh, with Andrew Peasley and, and Cooper Lega. What are you seeing out of those young guys that uh, uh, are, are they developing that kind of leadership skill set that you're talking about? Uh, what, what are they like in the huddle? Talk a little bit about the, the progression of those two young men. Yeah, I mean, they've grown into their own a lot. You know, they've been young guys in the program, and they've grown into their own um, this season because of the necessity. You know, when you're out there on the field, it's you got whether you want to be a leader or not, especially that position, you got to be. And uh, they've done a really nice job of stepping in, and uh, they both have their own strengths. They lead in their different ways, and uh, as they continue to develop, I think they'll continue to do the right things. And, and like I said, it's just the nature of the position, and I think they're guys with personalities and traits that – are conducive to to leading others and uh hopefully they can continue to grow and get better at that as they get more games under their belt you know I, i'm curious about that taylor you know i don't believe that jordan love was really a raw raw guy or a, a, a get in your face kind of guy correct me if i'm wrong on that but uh, in your mind that role that position does come with a leadership mantra to it and what is it in your mind that that makes that good leader is it is it somebody that is more vocal is it somebody that's leading by example is it a combination what what's your opinion on that um like i said everybody's different everybody's style is different like you said like jordan you know he was he was 
he had his own style and everybody's gonna have their own style at the end of the day i think the most important thing is example um you know guys that are there early that leave late that uh that dedicate themselves to the program you can see they're committed they're not wavering in their commitment to the program and uh, their work ethic and ultimately the way they you know they perform on saturday i mean uh those are the guys that that end up being leaders whether they like it or not is the guys that perform on saturday so uh, more than anything i believe yeah it's uh it's leading by example and you know if you have the personality traits to be more vocal that's great too but uh that all starts with example for sure coaches talked a little bit about uh, this week about uh, doing what you do best and perfecting that uh, in your mind uh, obviously the offense has not performed to the level that uh, that everybody would hope to this point and you're going to get your opportunity on on uh, Thursday evening to step in now and, and make some plays in your mind what is that what is it that this offense does best and what do you think you've got to improve upon um, you know, there can be a long list of things you got to improve upon, obviously. You know, some good things. We took some positives from Fresno State. I think we took a step forward in the right direction. Um, we ran the ball really well. Got big chunk yards. Uh, the O-line did a great job creating holes. Our running backs did a great job getting vertical inside the tackles and also getting outside the tackles and getting upfield. We had some great runs and chunk play. So I think that was a positive we took away from the game. And, you know, just the fact that we, we shot ourselves in the foot. I mean, if we uh, – you know, take care of the ball and catch the ball and do the simple things that we know we can do. Um, at the end of the at the end of the game, I think we'll be able to put ourselves in a position to to compete in the fourth quarter to go out and win a win a football game. But it comes down to the basic things of execution and 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 you know not beating yourself. And so, when you look at uh, this New Mexico defense on film, what do you see? And and are there areas that you think you might be able to exploit? Yeah, I mean. Uh, Every defense, you know, we talk about as, as, as an offense, you're always trying to find the weakness of the defense. So inherently there, there's always weaknesses in certain coverages, certain schemes, certain blitzes. So we're just, as we study the film, we study personnel, you know, you always try and, uh, you know, find those, those holes or gaps per se. And our, our offensive staff is still here that isn't on quarantine. They've done a good job of, of dissecting that. And we feel confident with a lot of things we have going forward that cater to a lot of those, uh, a lot of those holes that are inherent with any coverage or blitz or scheme. So um, they're a solid team. They've been right there in every game, and they've been competitive, and we're going to have to bring everything we have to come out here and execute and get a win on Thursday for sure. And, Taylor, before we let you go, uh, maybe one or two of your, your favorite memories in playing for Utah State University. Oh, that is tough. That is tough. You know, I, I get asked this question a lot. I don't know if it's a certain memory. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, the 2018 season was a fun one for me personally, uh, especially, you know, earning a scholarship and uh, the success we had that year. There's a lot of good memories from that. But more than anything, it's just uh, I tell people the relationships I've built over these years with uh, coaches and players. Those are the things I'm going to miss the most. Just the little moments, uh, you know, hanging out with the, with the guys in the locker room, listening to music after practice, uh, team dinners, uh, road trips, uh, playing cards. Uh, on the road and away games, on the airplane, just in the hotel, and all those little moments that just build up over the years of, of people you learn to love and grow and build relationships with. So, for me, I think I, it would be hard for me. I'd have to I'd have to think a lot about an exact moment, but uh, just accumulation of all those moments over the years have made it amazing. Well, Taylor, we really appreciate uh, the great moments you've given all of us. We're going to see you out there, number 17 in the slot. We expect to see a, a couple of big catches from you on Thursday evening, and uh, we certainly wish you the best uh, and your family a, a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us. 
Hey, thank you guys so much. Uh, well wishes to all you guys as well, and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we look forward to going out and competing and uh, giving the Aggies uh, something to cheer about on Thursday. So, That's Taylor Compton, wide receiver for Utah State, the senior. And uh, appreciate his time joining us here on the Aggie Sports Network and Nearfield IMG College. When we come back, we'll spend a little bit more time with Marcus Moore, defensive lineman for Utah State, right here on the Aggie Sports Network and Nearfield IMG College. Welcome back to the Aggie Coaches Show here on Learfield IMG College and the Aggie Sports Network. Really excited to talk to this uh, next young man, uh, Marcus Moore, a uh, graduate transfer from UCLA, who joins us now on the phone. Marcus, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Yourself? Doing great. Thank you. I'm really interested to, to get into this a little bit with you. Uh, uh, what's it been like for you as a graduate student coming from the Pac-12 into uh, into Logan, what's the transition been like for you? Uh, it's been a you know definitely a change coming from California to uh, Utah, but for the most part, it's been pretty well, smooth transition. Um, got settled in pretty quickly when I got up here. Uh, moved into my place and whatnot. Um, it's been pretty good. And I know that uh, you got a got your first sack against Fresno State, got a little bit of pressure. Uh, that must have feel, felt good to you. Oh, that's all great. That's what I, you know, that's what I do. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, your family. Uh, you grew up in Southern California. Uh, did you grow up playing uh, Little League ball? Did you have some siblings that you played with, some friends? So what, what was a, a turkey bowl like for you on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, my family and I, um, uh, We'd go up to a park. It's called Charles White Park, and uh, we'd all play um, pickup ball, basically. Charles White, the old USC running back? Charles White? Is that the Charles White you're talking about? I am not too sure, to be (laughs) completely honest with you. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's what the name of the park is called. But we'd go up there and uh, play some pickup, not pickup ball, but uh, like seven on seven, basically, with like uh, like all my cousins and whatnot the younger side of my family. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I've noticed about your play is, is your relentlessness and uh, your hustle to the football. And, uh, you know, I think that becomes contagious with your teammates. Is that something you pride yourself upon? Uh, most definitely. Where does that come from? Does that come from, uh, you know, a, a, just an, an upbringing? Is that something you were taught? Is that something just built within you to just always pursue and, and be hungry? Where does that come from? I'd say the, the determination to make plays, honestly. You know, I look forward to making tackles, to getting to the quarterback. Um, it's just, you know, once you see the ball is declared, you know, you got to get to the ball. You got to make the play. <laughs> and, and coming in as a graduate transfer into a new team room and into a new team, uh, but still having been there and done that at, at, uh, at a high level, do you feel like that your guys in that room, that team room especially, look to you as a leader? And, and, and is that something that you take pride in? Um, I would say that um, I do believe that guys do look up to me and whatnot, uh, just as much as I, you know, look up to them and whatnot from uh, getting, uh, you know, feedback from them and me giving them feedback. I think it's spread amongst the room. So when you're coming in, obviously not having had the success that you had hoped for through the first part of this season, uh, 
when you look at your yourself individually and as a team, do you have to reshape your goals just a little bit? Do you have to reshape your your motivation, or is the motivation still the same? Um, I would say that you know each week, you know the goal is to win. So as a team, that is the ultimate goal, and that's what you know my goal is. That that's what my goal is. Um, being a part of the team is to win and doing my part and doing the best that I can with my abilities. And do you, would you say that the team mindset is still hungry? Is it still strong in that locker room? I would definitely say so. You know, that's what everyone wants is a win. That's what we're looking forward to is a W. Hopefully we can get that this Thursday. And uh, what do you see from New Mexico on film? Uh, are they strong in the running game? Are they, are they pretty good up front? What are you seeing on film? Uh, you know, I see some uh, a lot of some, some pass games, some screens and whatnot. Um, I think, you know, flushing the quarterback out is going to be important. Also, keeping the court, containing the quarterback will be important this week. Um, they also have a decent running back. Um, so, you know, just preparing for that. And finally, before I let you go, uh, obviously graduated from UCLA and uh, are earning your master's degree here at Utah State. Uh, any uh, goals to continue to play at, at the next level? And, and what would you like to do after, after playing football? Yes, most definitely. That is definitely a goal of mine is to play at the next level to get that experience. Um, shall that not work out? I am, uh, you know, not too sure, to be completely honest. Uh, honestly, my mind has been focused on the NFL since I was, uh, you know, since a kid. Um, if that opportunity doesn't, you know, present itself, then I will have to, you know, make a decision. <laughs> well, Marcus, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out there Thanksgiving night just uh, 48 hours from now, and we really appreciate the relentless effort that you give on the football field. We wish you the best and have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you Thursday night and hopefully be calling a Utah State victory. Most definitely. I appreciate you reaching out. Thank you for having me. That's Marcus Moore, graduate transfer defensive lineman, and, uh, you know, these guys are anxious. A chance to, to break the slide for one of these two teams on Thursday night. Kickoff, 5 p.m. pregame at 4 o'clock right here on the Aggie Sports Network and Learfield IMG College. And thanks again to Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room for hosting the Aggies, Aggie Coaches Show here on the Aggie Sports Network and Learfield IMG College. From Old Chicago, this has been the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Driven by you, Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And by Ford. Go further. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.